Okay, so Intel's teasing something big for September 2nd. Google and Geo have teamed up to bring Android and Play Store to very affordable smartphones. And Xiaomi has dived into Android TV dongles with a 1080p capable My TV stick, which will directly take on the Amazon Fire TV stick and Roku. This has been down now to the world. My name's Luke, and let's get started. So first things first, today is a completely uncut episode. There's nothing that even resembles each other, which means uncut. Uh, for those of you who don't know how I like to cut my episodes, basically if there's a massive story, that's kind of going to take a while to go through. So a whole event of things. So whilst I'm only reporting on a TV stick, there are also a couple other things I'll mention. But generally, so yesterday I mentioned Huawei in its own... Um, segment because it was quite a big difference to what else was being talked about in that day so intel and amd have both announced certain things for today and i'm going to go over both of them because intel's amd have actually done a product launch which i think deserves more coverage so intel's teasing something big for september 2nd which is likely the 11th gen processor launch so we're thinking that this will be tiger lake chips which are basically going to be built on top of the current 10 nanometer uh, process that Intel is already on. They're also they're supposed to launch under the Intel 11th gen branding, be limited to laptops, and include a new XE graphics architecture. So, as I said, there'll be the next iteration of Intel's 10 nanometer plus architecture, and supposed to go head to head with AMD's Ryzen 4000 chips based on a 4 nanometer process. AMD has done amazingly breaking into the laptop's front this year, especially gaming notebooks. AMD has finally proven that it compete on performance in all arenas as well as price. We've known this for desktops for a while now, at least I personally have, and it's really good to see this coming to the laptop front. As for Intel's 11th gen chips, they look set to be their response. Only time will tell though whether they'll be able to compete directly. Uh, Computex was officially cancelled last month, but lap makers like Acer have already promised that sorts with Intel's 11th gen uh, CPUs in it in them, shipping this fall. Intel is supposed to talk via launch dates, performance, and pricing on September 2nd, and we're hoping that's when it will happen. So yeah, uh, let's quickly go on to AMD. It's you know it's a whole product launch which I think deserves some announcement. Also announced today, uh, AMD announced four new processors to sit at the top of the current Threadripper line. The 3995WX, 3975WX, 3955WX and 3945WX. As you can see, those are all basically uh, just a 20 difference between the first three in the number and then for some reason a random 10 instead of 3935WX, I don't know. Uh, but they're all going to be aimed at OEMs and system integrators who want to create systems with unmatched performance and powerful enterprise grade technologies. Now, the CPU cores range from 12 cores on the 3945WX all the way up to 64 cores on 3995WX. And that comes with 24 and 128 threads respectively. Uh, the threads normally double the amount of cores, 
I don't know why that is, that's just the way CPUs are architected. Uh, the frequency or the yeah, the frequency of a processor. Uh, on a Threadripper Pro, the boost frequency gets up to 4.2 GHz, with a base frequency only going up to 2.7 GHz. And for 3945WX, you actually have a higher clock speed of up to 4.3 4 GHz on boost, than 4.0 GHz on base. Uh, as for total level 2 and level 3 cache combined, you will see up to 288 megabytes on the 3995WX with only 70 on the 3945WX. All, all four of the CPUs announced today have 120 PCI Gen 4 lanes, a 280 watt TDP, and up to 2 terabytes of memory, which is 8 times ECC memory in configuration of either UDIM, UDIM RDIM or LRDIM. That, those last three specs about PCI Gen 4, TDP, and memory go for all four processors. Now, it is supposedly beating Intel Xeon in Cinebench R20, as well as various Spectre View Path 13 test components, Unreal Engine compilation times, as well as in apps like Adobe After Effects and Premiere Pro for media entertainment processing. There are some processing example videos provided on the article, which is at hexus.net. If you want to read up more, I'll have a link to the description for the article. Uh, AMD does herald the new Ryzen Threadripper Pro processors as, be as Intel Xeon beating. And they make this very clear. How these, as previously stated, will not be purchasable, purchasable by the end consumer, but instead just by the ThinkStation, by OEMs and integrated into systems. The Novus ThinkStation P620 is supposed to be the first system to launch with these processors and actually come out in the autumn of this year. Now, the empty PCIe clock slots are expected to be configured with either four high end. Quadro RTX cards or two ultra high end NVIDIA Quadro RTX graphics cards. So that's kind of what you're expecting on Lenovo. From Lenovo on this. And that's everything for the CPU news today. So I say let's go on to Google and Geo. So for those of you who don't know Geo, I'm assuming most of you will know Google, but for those of you who don't know, Geo is basically the biggest uh, cell phone company in India. So Currently, they feature, they're basically creating what are known as smart feature phones running KaiOS, that feature Google Assistant and some other services. They want to set its sights on proper smartphones. Now, typically, Geo feature phones are around 20 bucks or less, so much very aggressive tweaks to the OS are required to run well on hardware at this price point. Apps will also need to be optimised. And given the size of the Indian market, Google services and Android could come to many more users, further increasing the market share that they currently lead in, as far as I'm aware. Uh, so this is going to, they also want to create a 4G or 5G smartphone for a fraction of its current cost, and Dio needs a value engineered smartphone operating system. 
So to do this, Google is making unspecified optimizations to the Android operating system. So this will be separate from Android Go apparently, and lots of companies are actually starting to have a geo investment. So it's taking a 3.73% stake in geo as part of this deal. And I can only see this being good for Google and possibly the Indian market. Apple is currently trying to get into the Indian market and with Google now trying to get into the Indian market, it really does bring some true competition into the market. I think I just said market about five times there, honestly. Uh, anyway, let's move on to Xiaomi. So, personally, this is something I've been waiting for since I first heard the rumours about it. And it is official. Xiaomi has officially revealed its Android TV dongle called the Xiaomi Mi TV Stick. So, you plug it in just like a Roku Express, or if you really want it, then a Fire TV Stick. Personally, I would go with normal Android TV over Fire TV. In my opinion, the. Uh, just you get prime video you also get netflix and personally i prefer the interface that's my personal opinion you may prefer fire tv stick but this is kind of going to bring i think this is definitely going to bring android tv to the masses currently android tv is in very high specs but now this is only how this is coming with a cortex a53 processor one gigabyte of ram and 8GB of internal storage. It will support Dolby and DCS audio compression technologies, as well as come with a Bluetooth remote control, so you can issue voice commands, quick launch Netflix and Amazon Prime as well. So that's kind of what they've released today, and there is no price for either that or a TV that Xiaomi also announced, but their products are normally on the fairly affordable side. However, we have no confirmation for UK or US availability dates. Uh, we know they will be coming to EU, but as for dates of that, there's no confirmation. Now, there are also some other stories that have occurred. So, another thing is that Xiaomi has announced a... Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Here we go. Mi Band 5. So, the Xiaomi Mi Band 5 has gone official with a 1.1-inch colour display... 30 but 30 US dollar price tag and magnetic charging. Now it, it supposedly has all of the same in terms as the Chinese version, but NFC won't be available on global variants of the fitness band. Now it does rely on Alipay to operate, which is not available outside of mainland China. So it's a bit of a blow for fans hoping to see Google Pay on there, but it's not too bad. Now it's going on sale from tomorrow for either 40 euros, 45 US dollars with exchange rates, or if I can find it, hang on, I had the website on my device a second ago. Uh, hang on. Xiaomi. But basically, it's a nice new uh, smartwatch from Xiaomi, and they've recently been been releasing more of these sorts of things and more things on just in general now if i believe i'm now on the british site uh, now on the global site okay so 
we go to more regions. Here we go. So whilst I'm kind of talking about this, let's talk about some other stuff that wasn't there to talk about other specs about it if I can or maybe I can't. Okay, in fact we're gonna be on UK fairly quickly. So no, okay. Uh Xiaomi UK, here we go. So I'm Xiaomi UK to get a UK site apparently. Okay, here we go. We're on the Xiaomi UK site now. So today they announced multiple things and one of the things that was definitely announced today is also some new earbuds. So the pricing starts so some of these devices are available to purchase in the UK from about hang on, if I can get a mouth on here. From about twelve o'clock tomorrow. But it will only last for twelve of twenty-four hours. So if we go to all products on their page, ignore phones. In audio, you now have their wireless ear earphones to basic. Uh, I believe these are the ones that were announced today, and they're forty quid. Yeah, they're forty quid in the UK. So definitely nice. And if you're on a, yeah, so the first connection will need. To... Uh. Yeah, I think this is only with Xiaomi devices, but there's a nice kind of Apple-style pop-up that will come up when connecting them. They also have a very airport-like look, as far as I can tell. However, you do have capacitive sides, which are quite nice. And they are able to purchase on the website. Other pr products of notable mention include the Mi, Mi Smart Band 5, which I've talked about before is a new fitness band. And the Mi TV stick is currently visible on their site. So the Mi TV stick did not have a buy now button on the page as far as I can see. It does appear it will be launching in the UK at some point with access to things such as Netflix, YouTube, Prime Video, Spotify, Twitch, Disney Plus, and multiple other apps and services. Uh, personally, as I already stated, I prefer the UI of Android TV. But I really want to see this come come over to the UK. Currently, there's no, you know, decently priced devices here in the UK for Android TV, and I would definitely like to see one. So that's everything from Xiaomi's uh, event today, and that actually, wow, that is everything for today. It's a 15 minute episode. This is a nice episode to have this short, to be honest. I haven't had a this short episode that's taken me this, barely taken me any time to record, basically, in a very long time. So it's nice to have it occurring. Uh, yeah, that's everything for today. This has been Dying Out Digital World. My name is Luke. And I'll see you in... Actually, I'll see you in about five minutes when I start recording my next episode. Uh, I recently got access to nearby sharing on one of my devices. And whilst I haven't been able to test it with another device, I'm going to kind of create an episode that I'll carry on adding to as I get more experience with using it. So if that makes sense, it kind of going to be like a live updated episode throughout time as nearby sharing becomes more available. Uh, this could become a format for pre for future episodes of just the daily video as well, the daily podcast as well where I will release the first story 
at sometime in the morning over summer. This will probably happen more over summer if I decide to do this, but I can just record it story by story as it comes in, quite possibly. Where I'll just like record, so say there's an announcement in the morning from Intel, I'll record that, publish it, and say that's all for now. Keep checking back later for more news as it comes in throughout the day. Then, say another piece of news comes in from Apple, I'll then do the Apple news, and it'll just be like a continually evolving episode that'll last until, and I'll kind of continue evolving it until about 10 o'clock in the evening. So, I'm going to give it a go a couple of days throughout the summer just to see how it goes. However, I will also do, and about kind of replacing the general, that's everything in one go. But, you know, I know you're willing to give these sorts of things a try and try new things on it. So yeah, that is everything for today's episode. This has been down at Digital World. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you in today's second episode and tomorrow's episode. Tomorrow will be the second to last episode for about a week. Uh, Friday will be the last one until next Friday. Probably more likely next Saturday. Next Saturday. So yeah, that's everything from me today. And I'll see you in the next episode.